From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today. PQBeat is the official podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening. I'm Peter McCulley. Today, we're very pleased to be joined with one of the co-founders of the 100 Women Who Care Oceanside, a wonderful charitable group here in Parksville, Qualicum Beach, who have raised over $500,000 for local charities. Debbie Patterson, thanks very much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me again. Thank you. Your local group was founded about six years ago, I believe. Can you tell us a little bit about how it got started? Sure. In 2006, actually, a woman in the U.S. discovered that in her area, new moms were going home without cribs. So she got 100 of her friends together, and they each threw in $100 and raised $10,000 in no time for new cribs for these newborns. So she thought, oh, maybe I've got something here. So that was the first chapter of 100 Women Who Care, and now they're all over North America. And we had our first meeting in April of 2017. How our chapter started was I heard of a meeting in Nanaimo. So my friend Judy Miller and I went, and we were really impressed, and we're whispering back and forth, oh, we want to start one in Qualicum. And the woman, ironically, right in front of us, turned around and said, I want to start one. So that was Melissa Tracy. And then we got in Joan Ethier and Pat Manuel, The five of us started, and in a couple of months, we had our first meeting in April 2017. This month will be our seventh anniversary, and at that meeting, we will have raised over $588,000 for local charities. Wow, that is a lot of money and a lot of good work. Yeah. This group, what does it mean to you personally? Well, I know that there's so many small organizations locally, and they just don't have the people power or the fundraising abilities to raise a lot of money. So having this group and having funds go to local groups is just huge for them. They don't have the, the ability to do what the larger organizations do. And the other thing is, is that 100% of my donation goes directly to that organization. We have a, a few administrative costs, but they're all covered by our members who generously donate to cover those costs for us. So at each quarterly meeting, the members all donate $100 each to the charity that's been chosen. What's the process for the charities to qualify to be in the running to receive those funds? They are vetted by one of our members. They have to be local. The money has to stay local. And they do have to be able to provide a charitable tax receipt because our members all get a charitable tax receipt for their $100 that they donate four times a year. I imagine the decision on what uh, group to give the money to must be uh, a very difficult decision from time to time. It's a very difficult decision sometimes. You have three or more charities that are up for the vote and you want to give to all of them. Sometimes it comes down to just a few votes between who gets it and who doesn't. But the good thing is, is that the other two go back into the basket for future meetings. So what has been the reaction from some of the recipients that get these funds? That's a pretty large donation to have fall into your coffers. It is, and it's quite most often absolute joy and relief because now they can keep going 
and they can, in some cases, even just keep the lights on. They have to uh, yes. get up and, and tell the group assembled what's going on, what they're all about? Yes. Every member is able to nominate a charity whose name goes into the basket, and at each meeting, three are drawn. And the nominator or another member who is appointed will then have five minutes to talk about why we should choose their charity. Sometimes a member wants to nominate a charity but not comfortable with speaking in public, so they do have other options. Then we all vote. And the charity with the most votes will be announced to much cheering and fanfare. (laughs) At our last meeting, we had our very first charity share. And what this means is that a few of our local charities are quite small. So some of our members were not comfortable awarding over $30,000 when there's such a small operating budget. So those who choose can opt in to share the pot. At our January meeting, the amount was split between the Noose Library Centre and Qualicum Secondary Breakfast Program, who each received a check for $15,600. So that's amazing. Because we've gotten so big, we've created what was a bit of an issue, but now with our members' votes, we've decided to do a charity share. You gave us a couple of examples there of uh, some of the charities. Can you give Mm -hmm. us um, a little more information about some of those charities from the past? Uh, There must be some heartfelt stories and very deserving groups over the last six or seven years. Yes, we've donated 28 times to local charities so far. And other than the two I just mentioned, there's been, just to name a few, North Island Recovery, Aerosmith Search and Rescue, Oceanside Stroke and Recovery, Parksville Seniors, District 69 Backpack Program, Ford House, SOS, Kids Sport, Wheels for Wellness, and our very first recipient was Mana Homeless, just to name some of them. And each one of them have been so incredibly grateful. I know that Oceanside Stroke and also the Backpack Program, who provides children with meals on weekends, were at the end of their funds and weren't sure how they were going to continue. So this donation came along at a great time and helped them breathe a sigh of relief. Wheels for Wellness were able to purchase a new van to take people to their medical appointments up and down the island. Forward House were able to continue a much-needed program for people struggling with drug addiction. And Search and Rescue used the funds towards their new building and life-saving equipment. So many more incredible stories. At the meeting following the donation, the recipient comes to our meeting and tells us what that money meant to them and how they are going to use it. How does a group go about getting involved or getting notice for a charity? Does it come specifically from the members? Yes, it has to come from the members. Every member is allowed to nominate one charity that fits the parameters. Now, one charity can be nominated numerous times, but you can only nominate one charity, and it stays in the basket until either they win and then they're not eligible again for another three years, or you as a member decide to withdraw your nomination. How many members do you have at the moment, Debbie? And what's your fundraising goal for 2023? We have 311 members, which is amazing, because during COVID, we had what we thought was a very lofty goal of 300. With the help of our amazing members, and 
the media yourself, we were able to get over that 300. At our first meeting, we had no idea how we were going to get to 100 people. So now we have to call ourselves 100 plus women who care. Plus, plus, plus. Plus, plus, plus. <laughs> but our, our members are just so great at getting their friends and family to join. And it's becoming a real social event that we get to go to as well. And your fundraising goal for 2023? By the end of the year, it'd be great to have 350. And then, of course, we'll go up from there. But 350 members would mean that we would be able to award a check for $35,000 at each of our four meetings. We meet four times a year. You do get a tax receipt for that. So the member's commitment is $400 a year. $35,000 donation to a charity would certainly be very impactful. Yes. Now, during COVID-19, I know your group was meeting not in person, but maybe through Zoom and yes. phone calls and that kind of thing. But surely you don't have 313 people show up in one room at one day. We normally have just over 100. Quite a few of our members are just happy to send their e-transfers or their $400 in advance checks to us. And they're just happy to participate in helping our local community. So at each of our meetings, we have just over 100 people. And we outgrew the Bayside, which is a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. And so Ray Tuck of Yates Memorial stepped up to the plate, and she's one of our members, and offered her location. So we do meet there four times a year. Now we've decided that after the meetings, we're going to have a social as well. So the women come out. The excitement in the room is incredible because we don't know which three charities are going to be drawn, who's going to win, To be in a room of over 100 women who are like-minded and very community-oriented, the energy in the room is incredible. You come out of there just feeling so great. And so afterwards, we have a little bit of a social. People get to know each other. They get to talk, and, and people get to talk about their charities. Our meeting's an hour, and then followed by the social. So it's a very short meeting, but it's really powerful. Sounds like fun. It is, and it's a lot of fun. But I can't go. You can't go. No, you have to be a woman. There's a hundred men who care in the local area. There is. There is for sure. Debbie, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Debbie Patterson of 100 Women Who Care Oceanside. That's this edition of PQB, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we'd like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. From hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels, westcoasttraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com.